Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I am here with a guest for today's episode. I'm chatting with Evan Brandt. Is that how you say your last name? Brandt? Yes, Brandt. Yeah, it's a silent D. Okay. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Yeah, the D kind of threw me off. Okay, perfect. (laughs) So I'm chatting with Evan Brandt and we are going to be talking about Instagram, um, because that's a very hot topic right now, and Evan's very good at Instagram. So before we get into all of that, Evan, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are and kind of what you do. Uh, Yeah, I'm just, I'm Evan, and I'm a content creator out here in Maui, uh, Hawaii, and uh, I'm a photographer and uh, videographer. I do all that kind of stuff. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's mainly what I'm doing. I do a lot of like freelance photography for portraits and whatnot, but Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I just got started on posting more on Instagram last year and it's kind of blown up. So yeah. and, uh, now I'm here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you live in Maui. Are you yes. from there or like, what's the deal with that? Uh, I'm not from Maui. I moved here almost five years ago now, but I'm from Arizona originally. So I grew up in Arizona all my life, lived in like the same town, same house, everything like all my life. And then when I was 19, I moved out here. Okay. Awesome. Wow. That is actually so cool. I don't think (laughs) I've interviewed anyone that is living in Hawaii. So that would be the first for this podcast. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, talk to me a little bit about how you got started, um, in photography, videography, um, like kind of take me back to where it all began in your transition to full-time and all of that. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I started photography, I mean, I started taking photos just on my phone back when I was like 14, you know, like just, just mm-hmm. whatever I could take photos of. I was like, oh, like this is fun. Um, my sister was a photographer. So like I had her as like an example and yeah, um, and yeah so I just started taking photos on my phone and then eventually, I think it was 2013, I got my first uh, camera. It was a Canon Rebel T3i, you know, I was so excited. Yeah. Um, and so I, then I started taking more like photos and videos on that. And then eventually just kind of kept going, practicing. And uh, now I'm at, you know, where I'm at right now because I just, I just kind of stuck with it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it's just been like a journey of like, you know, trying new things and all that. Did you go to college for anything? Um, so I did. I went to like a year and a half of community college. And okay. that's actually why I moved out here because I was going to go to like a university um and then i i was gonna go for graphic design and i realized i don't want to do graphic design so yeah. i was like i want to start a photography business and i had some family that lived out in hawaii and i was like that seems like a good place to start it so i moved out here with them yeah and uh yeah that, that's that's why that's why i moved out here um 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I didn't I didn't actually go to like any university or anything. And then now I have my own business and I'm going full time. So it's working yeah. out, you know? <laughs> right. So you just went full time like a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yeah. What were you doing up until then? And what was like your indicator that you were ready to go full time? <laughs> yeah, um, I've been working in the restaurant industry um, almost for 10 years, actually, like since I was like 15. I was, I've been working in a restaurant. Um, so I, I, the restaurant that I was working in, I'd been working there for like almost five years and I never had liked worked in the restaurant industry. It just isn't my style, but it, it paid the rent, you know? So I stuck with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I think what really like made me want to make that move to full time was just, there's a lot going on in my life and, you know, I may not be making exactly how much money I need to be making to make it, but I need to, I wanted to just spend my whole like, like time working on my business and building that up and, you know, investing my time there rather than splitting it between work and that, you know? And so that's, that's kind of why, and like Instagram, like, because my Instagram has like grown, I've actually been able to like get more jobs and get more income to my Mm -hmm. business because of that. And that was a big reason why I started Instagram in the first place was to, you know, grow my business and, it's, it's working out, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I, the point you made about like wanting to spend your entire time on your business, I feel like that is like such a good indicator of being ready to go full time. Like that's a good indicator. I think also sometimes financials are an indicator. Like if you've booked, you know, enough where you know that you're going to be fine financially, but also that aspect of just like wanting to spend all of your time on your business. I think that's like a huge part of going full time because you don't, you don't know how many things you can book, how well you can succeed if you're only putting in 20 hours a week, you know, like once you start putting in the full-time hours, then you start to see full-time results. But until then, you know, you don't see the results that you would (laughs) see if you're just being part-time with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like there's so many things that like I wanted to work on. I wanted to like get out there, but I just was like, I'm splitting my time so I can only focus on so much here. And then like, uh, you know, I'm at work and like, I I actually went down in hours, like, you know, this year and like that helped a lot, but then still I was like, man, I'm still splitting my time. And so I was like, all right, like, I think it's, I think it's time to make that jump. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, financially, I think that's a huge indicator. Like if you can make it financially, mm-hmm. then like, yeah, totally go for it. Um, I'm not quite there yet. Like I still have, like, I, I, I can make it. It's just like, it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm like drowning in cash, you know? Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, so I just wanted to be able to, you know, spend my whole time, um, just working on my business and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Um, what do you currently shoot on? What are like the things that you, have to bring with you to a shoot, whether it's like accessory or lens, like kind of break down that for me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty minimal with my kit. I have just like my Canon R6, um, that I shoot on. And then I have uh, two main lenses. I have my 35 millimeter and then my 85 millimeter. Um, okay. eventually I do want to get a 70 to 200. That's, that's the goal right now <laughs> is to get that. Okay. Um, but that's, that's like the main kit that I bring, um, for video, one of my favorite like accessories that I have is a pro mist filter that I got from moment. It's like a 10% yeah. pro mist filter and it kind of blooms okay. out all the highlights. I really mm-hmm. like that. I like that look, that kind of soft look. I, I, I really, yeah. really enjoy that. 
Do you ever use it for photo? I do sometimes. Um, photos, it can get a little, I feel like you can do more photos like in post-processing to like get, achieve that look. Whereas video is a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit harder to achieve that look in post-processing. But mm-hmm. I do use it for photos sometimes and it does look kind of cool at times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I like, for some reason I like went on this like... I don't know. I think I was in a mood where I was just like, I want these like really misty, um, kind of like glowy photos, but I don't want to have to like be doing the work in like Photoshop or Lightroom. So I was like looking at these filters and like, there's so many cool, like, um, filters that do that, which I had no Mm -hmm. idea about. Um, but I just, I was like, I know I don't know. I never got them because I was like, will I regret having raw images that have this style versus like, putting in a little extra work, but having raw images that are a little bit more timeless, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I think it's all about like the intention behind the shoot, you know, like you kind of like, I do a lot of like, uh, landscape photos and whatnot. So like, you know, it's not, it's not like a client shoot where it's like their portraits or that are going to last a lifetime, you know? So I can kind of play around with it a little bit more sometimes. Um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. like, I think it's all about the intention and you can always like, you know, play with it for a couple photos and then take it off, you know, and, and see, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun though. It's fun. It's fun to like play around with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I'm not very good at like, um, like remembering to swap out accessories. Like I can hardly remember to like change my lens, like yeah. let alone like add on like a crazy, like filter. Like I feel like yeah. that would be like the least of my worries. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly yeah. changing my lenses. I'm always like, oh no, I need oh, the really? I need the 85. I need the I need the 35. And then I have wide angles. So I'm like, oh, I need the wide wide angle now, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's like a constant thing for me. Yeah, totally. I get that too. I actually just um, recorded an episode about like switching your lenses, and I feel like yeah. switching your lenses kind of like breaks up like the creative um, process a little bit, but like in a good yeah. way. Like it mm-hmm. it makes you like stop and pause versus like if you keep the same lens on the whole time it's like you're kind of in like a shutter happy moment where you just keep going and going and going versus like I feel like you can stop and reevaluate things when you switch your lens Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then also like switching your lenses helps you think of like the different shots that you can get to tell a story you know so like you get like a wide Mm -hmm. angle of the 35 and then you switch to the 85 you get some detail shots and then that just kind of like it brings like a story out of like your session more than like if you just were to stick with one lens, I feel like. Because you can get a lot of those shots with the same lens. It's just about thinking about it sometimes. And sometimes it does look Mm -hmm. better with different lenses. But, you know, like just that thought process of like, oh, I should switch my lens now. And then, you know, you get get those different shots. And I just think it's it's interesting. So. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, Let's start talking about Instagram. Let's just do it. So. I want to hear about how you got started on Instagram, kind of what motivated you to start posting, um, kind of that whole process. Like when did it start? And like, yeah, walk me through that first. All right. Well, I've been on Instagram since like 2012 or, you know, something like that, 2012, 2013. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So yeah, I mean, I mean, when I first got started on Instagram, it was just for fun. You know, it was just just posting right. random photos and whatnot. Then I started getting into like taking photos on my phone and then my photos got a little bit better. And then and then uh, I got my camera, photos got, started to get a little bit more better. And then, um, yeah, and then eventually like I was posting like there's a, there's been a couple of years where I was posting like every every day, you know, just because like mm-hmm. I enjoy taking photos and sharing that. 
And like, I didn't have yeah. a lot of followers. So last year, uh, 2021, I started the year with 850 followers. Like that's how, uh, that's okay. how many followers I gained throughout the years of being on Instagram, mostly just friends and family. Um, yeah. And then last year I was like, I really want to take my business a little bit more serious. I want to start growing my Instagram. You know, that was like the first step I felt like I could take just like practically to like start growing my business. So I started taking it serious and posting on Instagram more. And then uh, that started to gain traction. And then a year later, and, you know, I've gained almost 100 or over 100,000 followers now. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, did you start... So you just use the same account. You didn't start like, yeah. like you didn't switch your accounts or to a business account. No. Like it just has been like your account and you just kept yep. your friends and family on that account. Yep. Just kept it, kept it going, you know, and there is, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of years where I was like, I'm shadow banned for sure. Like the, like Instagram's <laughs> not showing my stuff. I'm shadow banned. I'm like, <laughs> no, I wasn't shadow banned. <laughs> it's just, nobody was seeing my stuff. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. That whole shadow banning thing. I don't even want to talk about it because I feel like I don't I don't know a single thing about it. Yeah. I just feel like nobody does. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I think a matter of content. Like yeah. at the end of the day, if your stuff isn't being seen, it's a matter of the content that you're producing. It's not a matter of Instagram literally putting yeah. you on a, the naughty list, and like that's not really how it works. I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. There, yeah, I mean, even within the last year, there's, you know, like Instagram's always up and down. Like you'll you'll have like a moment of like you like shoot up, you have like ton of interaction, and then like it just drops. And mm-hmm. during those times when it drops, like this last year, I was just like, I'm just gonna work on making, I'm focusing on just making the best content I can. So I don't have the excuse of like, oh well, that photo wasn't that good. So that's why I didn't get seen. You know, like I, I don't want the fact that my photos aren't getting seen, I don't want that to be my fault. I want it to be Instagram's fault, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in those times when it's like my interactions low, I just work on being like, how can I make better content? Like that's, that's the, that's the question I ask myself rather than like, why isn't Instagram showing my stuff? Um, so yes. that's, that's what I try mm-hmm. to focus on when that happens. Yeah, totally. And I, I like 100% feel like there is content that I produce that doesn't perform well. And I know it's because of the content itself. So I like that attitude of like, if I feel like I'm getting really low views right now or whatever, how can I shift my content and like reevaluate what I'm creating? Cause even like if I've been posting the same thing for a year, like that might not perform well after a year. Like people might get bored of it or like you might need to shift things a little bit. So it's always good to like reevaluate your content rather than blaming the app itself. Yep. Point blank. And you know, sometimes (laughs) it may be the app, but hey, if you're doing all you can, that's all you can do. You know, you can't control what Instagram's doing. So. Yes, absolutely. Let's not blame Instagram. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. So let's talk about reels because I... I actually just talked to someone about the reels that you make. I think it was like yesterday I was talking about it because I was talking with one of my friends and I was like, we were just talking about how we feel like on social media, people are getting bored. Like they almost just don't, I feel like people don't care anymore. Like about feed posts, like about like wedding photos. Like I just feel like people genuinely don't care. Like there's just so much of it out there. And I was talking about your reels because I was like, when there's a huge like saturation of something, so like reels or feed posts, mm-hmm. 
you need to do that, but make it different so that you stand out. And I feel like your reels really do stand out and your numbers show for it because every, I, all of your videos blow up, like no exaggeration. Every single one of your videos blows up. So I would love for you to walk me through your process of like making reels, like from beginning to end, like sounds and like filming and just walk me through all of that and your strategy behind it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, when I first started posting reels, it was just all about, it took me a while to find like my footing and like what I was doing. But when I started posting like more like funny, you know, satire reels, like the whole goal was to be different than what everybody else is doing. You know, so like, I mean, using my camera was the first thing, like instantly you notice that like something's different. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then on top of that, just being creative and putting my own voice behind what I'm doing rather than just doing what everybody else is doing, like doing what everybody else is doing, but then making it my own. That's, that's kind of like the goal and idea behind mm-hmm. all my reels. Um, yeah, so my, my process is just, I, if I get any kind of idea, I write it down. So the first thing, the first thing I do is just make a list of ideas. So like I have like all yeah. these situations I've, I've had throughout the years or just fake scenarios where it's like, you know, like I had one where I, like, I like, uh, I changed out my SD card by throwing it away and like buying a new one. And it's like, that's just, it's just funny. Like, all right, that's just, just messing around. But mm-hmm. so, yeah no matter what the idea is, I write it down. And then, so I have a list of ideas and then I'm always going through Instagram and finding like trending audios or audios that I think could work with my reels. Um, audios that like maybe I think of like an idea or, you know, or, or maybe that could work with something. Um, so then I save all these audios. And then when I go to shoot, I look at my ideas, I look at my audios and I try to match, mix and match, you know, the ones that work. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the idea comes first. So then, uh, you know, I can shoot the idea and then just put like an audio to it. Or sometimes, you know, I have an audio. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could use this audio with this idea, you know, and that that kind of inspires the idea. So, yeah, first thing is just getting the getting the idea, then getting the audio and then it just comes to shooting it. And then um, so I have my I shoot with my R6, um, all all my videos and then I edit in Premiere Pro. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's how I do that. And then I have lighting. So I've like all lights all around me all the time but um, <laughs> so yeah I always have like led panels that I shoot with to like you know help with lighting and whatnot and okay. so it's a little bit more of a production than just like setting up your phone um yeah but I mean you can get good results with that too that's mm-hmm. um but yeah so I, I have all that and yeah and then it's just I usually shoot like the day before I post um depending on like my schedule and whatnot um, sometimes mm-hmm. I, I shoot it the day of, it just depends. Um, but I'm really bad at like batching reels, like, cause okay. it does require more like production. So I'm usually like, all right, I got to shoot a reel now, you know, instead of like shooting like five at once, five, shooting five at once can be kind of, I've done it before. Like I went on a trip and I batched a ton of reels and I'm like, Oh, that was a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I usually, I usually do it like the day before and I've gotten it now. Like my process is so like solid. Like I have like all the folders set up, the project in Premiere Pro, all my like uh, LUTs that I use and everything. So I have it all set up to where I can usually shoot and edit a reel in about an hour. Um, okay. So it's gotten down, like when I first started, it was like a couple hours. Now it's like down to like a pretty, pretty understandable, you know, like bite-sized little chunk of time. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, I like the idea of not batching the reels <laughs> and doing them just like day by day. Um, yeah. 
And I mean, that's really effective for trends as well. Um, I have, when I batch my content, I find that towards the end of my, like when I run out of videos, like at the last couple I'm posting, Mm. they just don't perform as well. And I don't know if it's because I don't favor them as much or like the audio (laughs) just like isn't trending anymore, but for whatever reason, it's always those first couple in the batch that do well. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them like don't always do the greatest. And I do think it's a result of you have to be on trying to be really, really fast with this. So I think that's like mm-hmm. a really good, like it's <laughs> almost like a strategy that you do. I know you get yeah. overwhelmed, but like it is also a strategy at the same time. Yeah. 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 Whenever I go to shoot a reel, I always look to see if like the audio is still trending, you know, cause like Instagram has a little arrow that says like, Oh, it's trending. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I usually check to see if it's still trending and, uh, and you know, I can kind of like adapt if I need to, but, um, um, yeah. And I don't do as much like original audio stuff. So, um, okay. so I think batching like reels for that could actually be good. Cause like it's all your original audio. So it doesn't necessarily matter if like a sound is trending still, you can, you can bring right. it back. You can make it trending again and go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is kind of nice to be able to like take it day by day and then be able to like adapt and adjust if I need to. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it is a lot of work sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. What are some like strategies that you use? Because like not every video like is going to perform well. Like you have, there's like, a, you know, like you have like a template and like a sequence yeah. that you know, like, okay, this beginning of the video works well with this. Like, so what are kind of your strategies or just like things that you implement in your videos to help your videos perform <laughs> well? Well, um, so, so the first thing before, like, you know, like when I was getting my Instagram started last year was showing my face. Like that was the first thing when yeah. I was like, I think that can like really excel it faster you know like you you can grow faster with your face showing you can grow without it but it's just it, it might take a little bit longer um mm-hmm. so that was the first thing was like showing my face so like you know all my reels is just like the first thing you see is usually me <laughs> and then and then it usually has some kind of hook you know like something to like bring the the viewer in so because like you don't want like a long drawn out reel where it's like what is going on you know they're going to scroll before they even get to the punchline, you know? So I yeah. usually have a hook to bring them in and then try to keep them pretty quick and snappy. Um, okay. You know, some reels are a little bit longer, but um, for the most part, most of my reels, I try to keep them a little bit shorter because that's just, you know, what does well and what people want to see. Um, but yeah, so, so that's like the main strategy I think I would use. And then other than that, just be consistent, like and just post at like the same time every time. And um mm-hmm. You know, whatever your consist- consistency looks like, you know, like I used to post five days a week. Now I post three days a week. And, you know, as long as I'm staying consistent within that schedule, I think that's important. Um, yeah. So those are like the two main things I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, like it's just it's just trying to be as creative as possible. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, the creative part is really important. Like it's so easy to just get on reels and recreate this idea that like you I don't know that you've seen before or like you know it's a concept that's been done before although it's really hard to come up with something that's original like I do think that the original things are what ultimately like people want to see and that's why like your reels are so interesting because they are very original like outside of the box and I find that anytime I do something that's like a concept or like a scenario I've never done before it it's always like comments 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 like yeah. 
And I think that that really shows like people value that in a creator. Like, and so, yeah, I think that part of it is just like a huge strategy in itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask when it comes to the time of your reels, is there like a a second cap? Like how, what would be like the longest reel that you would post? Um, I mean, I would post like a minute long reel. It's just, I I think I usually try to keep it under 30 or under 20 seconds like you know around there um Mm -hmm. i try not to get too much longer than that um but the main thing is just i'm focused on the content so as long as the idea is good then like you can do a longer thing but you just got to keep people entertained you know there's got to be more you know things within that video the longer it gets to keep people entertained otherwise Mm -hmm. they're gonna like scroll away so yeah you know it's just yeah it's just about hooking the viewer and then keeping them entertained the whole time and like you know keep them guessing like what's gonna happen next um yeah so yeah i do try to keep them like under 20 seconds i would say um and then as long if they're over that then it's just it needs to be entertaining i cut anything out that i think doesn't um need to be in there and Mm -hmm. and then yeah just try to keep as entertaining as possible Yeah. And I think like something else too is like the storytelling aspect of it. Like if it's 60 seconds, it has to be like something that's really, really captivating. And I feel like almost the only way to do that is like a story or like if you're sharing information, like tag a story with it. Um, like this, and I think you, what you do really well is you're like, I feel like you tap into like your video side of it where it's like, storytelling like your reels Mm -hmm. very much tell stories every time um but with trending audios so it's like (laughs) yeah it's like this whole thing it's like very complicated um how do you this is very like probably basic and you're gonna be like that's so easy how do you like i'm actually laughing at how stupid this is record on your camera but like lip sync the words that are in the audio do you know what um, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got you. I just have the the audio playing on because you can go into like the audio track on Instagram and then it just yeah. plays it on repeat. And so I just have that going. Either sometimes you'll see like in a lot of my early videos, I had my AirPod in, and okay. that's that's the reason why. Or nowadays, I usually just have it like off to the side, just playing on like the speaker, and it just is looping and it just kind of keeps looping and looping, and I just keep doing retakes of it as I go, and then I sync it up when I'm in Premiere Pro. So I'll, okay. I'll get like a recording of that, that audio and then sync it up in Premiere Pro. And yeah, so I can take like as many takes as I want. You know, I can just keep going for like a minute, you know, and just keep like doing it until I think I, I got it good. And then I'll import mm-hmm. it into Premiere Pro and then sync it all up and make sure it looks good. Yes. Okay. I had a feeling that's what you did, but I was like, <laughs> is there like an easier way besides like actually going and syncing it up? But yeah, nope, that's it. Sounds like <laughs> that's, that's there's not. Awesome. Yeah, it doesn't do it automatically, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If only. Um, so let's talk a little bit about just like Instagram in general, because you did build your business from, like you said, the 800 followers to where you are now in basically a year. So for someone that's listening that is starting out in a similar scenario to you a year ago, what are some pieces of advice that you would give them um, to help them grow or at least just feel more confident in like their social media presence? Yeah. Um, So the first thing is to focus on like why you're doing it. What's the reason for me is to grow my business. So the first thing I did was like, I got to treat this like a job. Like I show up every day and work on it in some way. 
whether that's posting or whatever. Um, but the three main things I tell people when they ask, like, how to build an Instagram page, um, the three things I tell them is consistency, creativity, and community. And so you want to be consistent and whatever schedule you can get, like, you don't have to post every single day, but as long as you post like five days a week, you know, all in a row, like all the weekdays, or you post like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like just keep that schedule and be consistent with that and keep showing up, be consistent on your stories, post on your stories, all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, make sure you're creative, put your voice behind it, you know, make sure your work stands out from other people's work. It doesn't have to be like the best work, you know, it does not, you don't have to be the best photographer, the best in your business, just as long as it's creative and it shows your personality and what you do. Um, so yeah, so consistency, creativity, and then community is all about just like interacting with the people who are following you, you know, you know, the, uh, replying on comments, uh, replying to DMs, replying, you know, making like interactive story posts, all that kind of stuff. And then also following other photographers or other people in your business to then, you know, comment on their Instagram pages, message them in the DMs, you know, like, like do all that kind of stuff, support people, share people's posts, you know, all that, all that stuff and build like actual relationships and friendships. There's so many people who I've met throughout the last year who was like, you know, now like kind of friends because of me just being consistent in the community. So be consistent mm -hmm. in whatever community that, you know, you're in, whether, you know, whatever type of photography you're doing, whatever, follow people who are like, have a similar like size following than you and just make friends with them. Uh, and yeah, just, mm -hmm. just be part of the community. And yeah, those are, those are like the main things. And then the last thing is just be patient. <laughs> like just, yeah, it takes time, you know, like, you know, some of these things, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you got to show up. Um, for me, when I first started last year to like be more consistent, I would wake up at, cause I, I live in Hawaii. So we're a little bit behind everybody in the U S. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so I would wake up at like six in the morning and I would, you know, make a post and then I would go through and comment on just like 20 posts and like, like everybody's stuff. And then I would usually share somebody's uh, post every day. And so like, I was just trying to like build the community and there's still a lot of people that I, I still interact with from last year that, I, you know, like I still am part of that community because of that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love literally all of those points. <laughs> and I think like when it comes to growing your Instagram like, like you said, you have to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight, but like, like at the same time, even it might never happen where you are like this booming Instagram yeah. celebrity. And I think that's okay because there's a lot of people that I follow that have like a thousand, 2000 followers. I follow them because I genuinely just like their content and appreciate yeah. their content, there's whether or not like the whole world gets to see their content. Like you are still providing value to the 1000, 2000, however many followers you have, you are still providing mm -hmm. good content to them. And I think like, that's kind of where you have to keep your mindset. Cause if you are so focused on like growth, 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 and like, yeah reaching the people outside of your circle, the people in your circle are not going to get the nourishment that they need. And they might go and follow you or they might just be like, uh, this isn't really like worth my time anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. like, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like it's all about, like, I mean, a big part of like building a community is to be part of the community. So 
Yeah, right. you, you want to make sure that you're not just like taking from everybody, but you're also giving back to it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, sometimes talking about Instagram too much, like makes me a little, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just sometimes feel like a little gross talking about Instagram too much. Um, <laughs> just because it's so like, like, I feel like there, there's just no secret sauce. Like it's different for every single yeah. person. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to just like nail down yep. like strategy. Yep. Yeah. You just got to um, figure out what works for you. Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, your, I guess like how your business has been affected by your Instagram. Cause I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, just kind of talk to me about like how things have changed now that your Instagram has blown up in your business. Like, and yeah. Well, yeah. So (laughs) because my Instagram has like started to like, you know, grow a lot, I've had to like kind of pivot some of my focus. So like my focus before was just like, just to build like some kind of photography business that makes money. And it was most likely going to be like portraits and weddings and that kind of stuff, which isn't something that I'm necessarily super passionate about. But now that like, it's like starting to grow, I'm like, Oh, like I have an opportunity to kind of do more of what I want um, within like, because like I can, I can do more than just like freelance photography. And so mm-hmm. um, right now, like I'm working on, bu- I'm, I'm working on building like things that I can offer my community that, you know, they can pay for and then, you know, will help them, but then also helps me in return. So like, you know, stuff like presets or like mentorship programs, you know, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I'm working on that. And then also like being able to focus on the type of photography that I enjoy, you know, being able to help, you know, partner with like brands and whatnot. Um, so it really like, it really shifted my focus on like what I was doing and, uh, it took me a minute to kind of like adjust and now I'm like, I'm, I'm on that path now, but, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, um, it just changed things in my business. A mm-hmm. lot. It actually gave me like a business, you know, like, cause before, like yeah. I didn't really have anything. Like I wasn't getting that many jobs. I wasn't doing that much stuff. I was just, I was just kind of like, all right, going to work, taking photos, you know, by myself, you know, like, and now like yeah. I actually have like work going and things moving. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it really helped out. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that like Instagram is a great marketing tool and that's what it is. It's marketing. So yeah. you can use TikTok in the same way, or you can use Pinterest yeah. in the same way, mm-hmm. but you have to find those like one or two marketing tools that work best for you mm-hmm. so then you can bring in business and bring in leads because at the end of the day that's what the goal is with Instagram I don't yeah. know if any of our businesses would be on Instagram if it wasn't like like a free marketing tool. if it wasn't marketing yeah. you know like yeah. I don't think I would just be posting on Instagram for fun like be real mm-hmm. like I would I'm not posting anything business related on be real because it's like this isn't a marketing tool, like yeah. not yet. So I think like just keeping that in mind with Instagram, with everything you do, yeah. because it can open opportunities for you. Like mm-hmm. it, like it did for you. Obviously it did for me as well. Like, yeah, you just don't know like where that marketing can lead you. And it might yeah. lead you to discover that you have passions in different areas, like mm-hmm. brand collabs or uh, mentoring and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that maybe you hadn't like had a desire for, but you just didn't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it, it's it's super interesting how, you know, <laughs> growing an Instagram like, can like change things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, I probably wouldn't be on Instagram if it wasn't for me trying to like grow my business because 
like even back in 2020 there were periods i would go like a couple weeks and i would just disable my account and like just leave instagram and like not even not even go on social media uh mm-hmm. and that you know because i wanted to be more consistent in my business and start building that that's when i became more consistent on instagram because it was just the first practical step i was like i could you know if i get more eyes on my business i'll get more business <laughs> you know like, yeah um so that's just kind of how it started and yeah mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect to be where i'm at today like i did not expect I, my first goal was just to double my following and then after that i was like i don't know <laughs> i got no plans right yeah 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 uh, yeah. it's funny you just never expect where it's gonna go yeah. um for you like what what were some like helpful resources for you like as you were really making photography more of a job like you were mentioning like mm-hmm. what were some resources and things that like really helped you along the way kind of like learn and grow yeah um but the- one of the first things I did was sit down with another photographer who lives out here and, you know, I'm buddies with, I sat down with him and was like, Hey, like, just how, how do you make this work? How do you make this business work? And he gave me a bunch of like ideas and like things that he does, just practical steps that you can take to start, you know, building a business. And so sitting down with like another person who's more of like a mentor or sitting down, you know, someone who has experience and all that is really important as well Mm -hmm. as just like following other photographers on Instagram, like, like yourself, you know, uh, there's, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of people that you can follow online that give you tons of like business tips and advice and all that. Um, so those, those are like the two main things. And, um, yeah, other than that, it's just, it was just working working on it myself you know yeah and practicing yeah totally are are you like the type of person that like watches youtube videos or anything because i'm like such a big visual like youtube person that i feel like someone like oh let's see like peter mckinnon or jessica i don't even know how to say her last name kolbeski or something like that um i haven't heard of her okay she does like um I don't know if she still does this, but she was like kind of more editorial and she yeah. would just like film her shoots or like, that's great. That's like, that's yeah. like the best way to learn. That's how I learned to edit a lot, which is watching people edit. Like they didn't even have yes. to explain necessarily all that they were doing, but just watching them do it. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You learn by observing. That's why a lot of people want to like assist at weddings or like assist photographers because they just yeah. need to see it. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's like how you grow. There actually was this like wedding YouTube video that I watched. Oh, I can't remember who it was by, um, or like who posted it, but Mm -hmm. it was like, literally, I'm not joking, like eight hours long. And this person just put like, I know they put like a GoPro on top of their camera. That's great. And can you believe I watched the entire thing, but like, (laughs) I just needed to know how to do it because I was so nervous. And I feel like (laughs) stuff like that is just such a good, like free resource that you can just go and like learn so you can, I don't know, put the, you put the work in and you see results. Yeah. And yeah, I've also had like, you know, experience, you know, before I started like trying to grow Instagram was, you know, like I've done weddings and portrait shoots and I've done, I I have experience in the past. So there is also all of that that I've learned throughout the years. Um, But that was kind of just more just doing it than like going out and trying to find something to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think like, I also have like random experience in photography before I started doing like full-time photography. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like everyone just kind of has like their own like random path and then they figure out like, okay, photography is it. Um, 
Okay. I wanted to ask you last thing about Instagram. Um, I was, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but whatever. Um, how do you deal with slash handle troll comments or hate comments and all of that? Let's talk about that for a minute. Cause that was just like a big thing that we both yeah. deal with. So yeah. Um, let's chat. <laughs> I think, I think when I first started, like those, that kind of stuff really like kind of bothered me a little bit more because it felt personal, you know, it was like, oh, this is really, this, this hurts, you know? And then mm-hmm. like, I've had to learn that, like, why am I letting that affect me? When I, like, I literally get like hundreds of messages of people just like, oh, this is so funny. This is great. Like, this was helpful or whatever. Like, hey, I love what you're doing. Like, I let this one comment overshadow everything else that I'm doing. You know, like I've had people call me and be like, Hey, I really like enjoy what you're doing. And like, I'm glad that you're, you know, you're like successful in what you're doing. And then like, you know, you go online, you read a comment and it's just like, Oh, this sucks. Well, what what do I do now? You know, like, um, Mm -hmm. so I think just like realizing that like, there's so much more out there than just that one hate comment or, you know, that one troll, you know? Um, And I've actually responded to trolls and like, or like a hate comment, I responded one time just like, like, hey, man, sorry, like, I didn't mean to offend you. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. And then he messaged me and, and he was like, hey, I deleted that comment. Sorry, I was just having a bad day. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Wow. Like, like, the nicest you know? troll ever. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just like, he was like, yeah, I was just kind of like jealous of like what you're doing. I was like, it's all good, man. Like, you know, I'm just, just trying yeah. to be out here, to, you know, spreading, you know, joy or whatever, you know, just spreading, you know, trying to trying to get people to laugh and uh but yeah he he like was totally understanding and was like oh well that's probably what a lot of these people are like but a lot of them probably don't have like the sense to realize like what they're thinking and what they're going through yeah and I almost feel like when you leave a hate comment I'm not speaking from experience because I've never loved a hate comment in my entire life (laughs) but like when you leave a comment you probably comment it and then like scroll like comment out of sight, out of mind, scroll. And then like, mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to go back and delete that comment, how you would you even find it? it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause every single person that like is a troll on like my comments or whatever, or my DMS, mm-hmm. literally none of them follow me. Like they <laughs> just are like out to, yeah. yeah like spread I negativity. Usually, I, I feel like I you start seeing like troll comments usually over when once it hits like a video hits like over a hundred thousand views. That's usually when I see like those comments. Mm-hmm. So they're coming into this video with like zero context to who you are and what you do. And so yeah. it's like, oh well they don't they don't know me. Like mm-hmm. like why am I letting them affect me when they don't even know me, you know? So it's yeah it's just funny. And so you know a lot of the, the things that I, I do because it's sarcastic, there are things that like people may not understand the joke or they may like take offense to it and it's like i'm just trying to have fun you know like just relax it's okay Mm -hmm. you know um and some people just don't have that context you know yes yeah i was actually just about to say like all of my sarcastic videos like they just get the worst comments and i've actually had to delete some because i'm like you guys are not getting it or like this is (laughs) the wrong audience i just don't understand i actually don't do sarcasm as much anymore. I yeah. I think like it's funny from my perspective and it's funny if you know me, but my goal in posting like a reel or a TikTok is to reach like a new audience. That's my goal yeah. with reels. Stories mm-hmm. and feed posts are for my followers, but reels yeah. are for people that don't follow me. So if it's 
being perceived the wrong way because of sarcasm, usually I'll just delete it or (laughs) I just won't do something like that again because it's like, I don't want people to have a bad like impression of me right away. You know, it's tricky for sure. Yeah, it is tricky. Uh, And then on one hand, it's like, you also can't control how people are going to perceive who you are, you know, like, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't control like their perception of you. Um, So there's, there's like a balance to that, you know, but yeah, definitely like, yeah, you want to, you want to be careful with what you're posting, but. Yes. Yeah. What is the worst uh, comment you've ever gotten? (laughs) Um, uh, I have, I would have to think. I usually just kind of ignore them. There was one that I actually pinned on one of my posts that went viral. I like no pinned way. it to the top because he was like, he was like, how, oh, what did he say? He said something about like, you know, you're just like a wannabe like TikToker or whatever. Like you <laughs> lost your photographer badge a long time ago. And I, like I just replied to him. I pinned the comment. I replied to him. I was like, joke's on you. I never had a badge. <laughs> and, Wait, uh, that's actually so funny. Yeah. And yeah. And then, and then you just mute them and then let them live their life without realizing that they're even blocked and then they just oh they wait even, okay so you, they don't even talk to people they, they keep replying to people but they they don't know that nobody's seen what they're saying you can mute people's comments yeah you just you just go to their profile and mute them and then they have no <gasps> idea they're blocked and nobody sees what they're saying from then on out no so they just way. keep leaving. so you just see i just see like all the comments that he because people are replying to him so i just see all his replies and nobody knows that he's replying. yeah so <gasps> oh I do that my to gosh a lot of people. <laughs> that's so smart i actually block a lot of people yeah um very quickly i will block someone yep. Yep. just because i'm like you don't follow me to begin with but like mm-hmm. this negativity like yeah. i don't even want to think about it again like i just yeah, gotta the, get it out of my mind the worst for me is when they start like attacking other people in the comments like i've had people do yes. that i'm like no 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 delete those comments you're blocked like you're done like get out of here yeah um, yeah yeah but like if they attack me it's like ah, okay one that's one thing but like they start attacking other people in the comments and like commenting about how like terrible their photography is it's like come on what are we yeah. doing here like that's yeah not it's rude i'm trying to raise yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I have a lot of beginners that like come at my stuff and ask questions and yeah. And like, I want to give people like a learning space, like to Mm -hmm. just genuinely like be willing to ask dumb questions. But if you have trolls that are literally making it like embarrassing them, that's when, yes, I become like a mama bear. I, yes, we (laughs) we block, we delete very, very quickly. Yep. Yep. Ain't messing with that. Oh gosh. Yes. I, I was trying to, while you're talking, I was trying to think of like the worst hate comment I've ever received. But honestly, I think like, I think it's been like people just saying, like commenting and saying something that isn't directly mean, but I'm like, I'm like, wait, that's kind of passive. And I kind of take that very, I take very much offense to it even more. Yeah. Yeah. So like someone was like, um, Oh, like I like your content, but I just don't get the hype about why you like these photos so much. And I was like, (laughs) you're like, what? I know. And I'm, and I'm like, but my clients are literally on my social media too. Like they can see, like Mm -hmm. if they, if they really wanted to, they could go and see that you commented that about their photos. I'm just like, I take very much offense to like my work. I think, I think if it's just like talking about, my videos and like my social media presence i'm like well whatever but i think i get really offended when it comes to like my work because that's what i really care about 
how so i don't post a lot of my like professional like portraits or even like a lot of like my personal kind of stuff like how do okay. you deal with like posting portraits of other people on your on your social media like do you have to do you talk to the people beforehand like what what goes into that yeah that's really interesting to me yeah so i um everyone that works the signs a contract basically a model release and a contract both of which allow me to post them if i take photos of them um but i've um i've recently stopped stopped posting everything that i shoot and i've been a little bit more selective honestly one because i just have a lot going on i don't have time to post but also like i just i just try to think of like my audience and like Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like there, I don't need to be doing the posting photos every single day of my clients. I think it's more for me. Like I just decide like, okay, I think this one might, um, you know, do well, um, inspiration wise. Mm. Um, so you'll find even on my profile, I don't post many clients anymore. Um, so I maybe post a feed post like every two weeks. Um, one, because I don't think Instagram favors feed posts anyway, but (laughs) Um, yeah, it's my social media right now is very much geared towards photographers. So I'm like, if a photographer mm-hmm. could learn from this, I'm going to post it. But if yeah. not, I'm just going to let my clients have their stuff. Maybe I'll share it to my stories, but I think my page has kind of like moved away from like needing to post my work in order to For get sure. inquiries. Cause that's not really where I'm at anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 It is very curious. interesting. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Cause like, you know, it's one thing to like post, you know, a photo when you have like a, a smaller following, but then you get more following and then like you got to deal with like what you're saying, like the comments of, you know, either about people or about the photos and you got to manage mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, I can right. see why you kind of slowed down a little bit. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have a virtual assistant who manages a lot of my DMs and comments and mm-hmm works on that side of things because I like physically cannot keep up with comments at this point. Like I get, I get a comment every five minutes. Like it's not no joke. Like, so it's, it's really hard for me to see if someone actually says something mean, which is great. But also if it's about my clients, then I'm like, hold on, hold on. Like not cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's even gotten to the point where I don't love posting. There's even certain people that like, I don't know if I should share this. Um, I will anyway, it's at the end of the episode. Um, (laughs) like I will post people like just regular clients and like people like photographers will go and DM them and be like, Hey, will you model for me? Or like, um, just like invading personal space of like, Hey, where was this location to my clients? Um, so I know a lot of people who don't tag their clients because they Mm -hmm. don't want their clients to deal with that. Um, I still do tag my clients because from my perspective, if I was the client, I would want to be tagged. Um, but yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The world of social Mm. media. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Okay. Um, well, I have one last question for you, not social media related, (laughs) but what is one of the craziest things that has happened to you while you were at a shoot? Um, if you have a story or something that pops into your head, I try to ask this yeah. to every guest. Cause I think it's yeah. just interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> I had something recently happen. Uh, it was just like, I think last month. Yeah. I think it was last month. Um, I was doing a senior portrait session. So it was a senior and his mom was there uh, with us. So it was us three. 
we went to this beach out in Hawaii and it's kind of like a, it's a little bit more secluded beach. It's not like, you know, a big resort beach. So not as many people over there, which is why mm-hmm. I like it. Cause it's a little bit more secluded. So we went, uh, we went, went over there. There's like one section we were hanging out at and taking photos. And then we went to the next session section. And then there's one last section that has like a really nice palm tree. I really like it. It's really good for photos. <laughs> and the mom was walking in front and she's like, Oh, She's like, is this a nudist beach? I was like, no. <gasps> there's a lady just topless, just laying on a <gasps> towel. And we're like, all right, we're going over here. <laughs> like, yeah. So <laughs> we, we like backtrack. But they stayed there the, the entire shoot. So we, we couldn't see them like until like you come around like the corner. But it was like, okay. oh, I never had that happen. <laughs> like, oh, that's horrible. So. Especially like with a senior. I would feel yeah, so uncomfortable. Yeah. They they were pretty <gasps> chill about it. But they're just like, well, that was awkward. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, not me being like oh my gosh call the cops i'm just kidding but like you know what i mean like yeah like, what like, are you doing? like i i play it on bringing my clients here because it's like a a good yeah. like a beach where that's not gonna happen but yeah, that is yeah, actually like, crazy yeah, yeah were they was... in any of the photos or no <laughs> no 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 they were they were like you couldn't even see them until you come like right around the corner you're right there like they could hear mm-hmm. us talking you know about like hey why is she new <laughs> like what the heck oh okay uh, <laughs> like yeah that's how close you had to be you know before you even see them so we we just went around mm-hmm. the other side and just hung out there but it was, yeah okay it was pretty funny i was like oh well, that's awkward i don't like that yeah <laughs> that's just funny because like that's so out of your control like if you yeah. if you know that like people are doing that at that beach like mm-hmm. whatever they can do whatever they want but it's like i'm just not gonna bring my client here because yeah, that's just yeah. like that puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, exactly. Especially for a senior portrait session. Like what? Like not, that's, yeah. that's so awkward. Um, oh, that's yeah, so that funny. Was, that was that's a good that one. Was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just <laughs> happened last month. So I was like, oh, still recovering from that. Yeah, literally. I feel like all of my stories are like just the most recent thing that's happened to me because it's like the most yeah. fresh and the most traumatic. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have a traumatic story, but I'm not going to share that because it's too, it's too traumatic. It has oh, to do really? with like deleting, deleting footage. So I'm just not going to share that. <gasps> Wait, you should share it. You should. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I deleted part of a, part of a, a shoot <laughs> one time and like just couldn't recover it. I was, I was going to spend like thousands of dollars to recover it, but they couldn't even get, get the footage back. So Yeah. yeah. How did yeah. you delete it? Did you format it? Maybe. <laughs> I may <gasps> have made format? a. I've made a. I've made a reel about it. Yeah, I formatted it. Oh, yeah. okay. That's yeah. so hard. And then you recorded over it, probably, which is why you couldn't get it back. No, I, I took it out, but they couldn't get the footage oh. back for some reason. Huh? It was like it was okay. the the R six the the it was like some of the footage in there and like it was like the log footage and they just I don't know they just couldn't find it so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a traumatic. That's one. sad. Yeah, that's traumatic. That's not even like crazy. Like that's literally just sad. Like it's yeah, just exactly. like unfortunate <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Yeah. I would love for you to go ahead and tell everyone like where they can find you, follow you, all those things, the yeah. what you have coming up. For sure. Yeah. So I'm Evan.brant on Instagram. And then you can also find me on YouTube, Evan Brant. And then just my website, Evan Brandt Photography. And that's those are the main places you can find me. You can find me on TikTok. I don't really post there very much. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Instagram and YouTube is where I'm going to be at most of the time. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And all of your stuff will be linked in the description as well. So everyone can awesome. find you there. Great. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming on. It was so great having you. Expose my mind to clarity. 
all my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Get in a little bit high. 